everybody, you're listening to the Indie Miss Podcast, a show where we talk about relationships, self-improvement, and design, and basically how to become a better you. My name is Olivia, and welcome to Season 2. Now, I know the first season ended without warning, and I do apologize for that sudden end, but we are picking up with a new season starting today, and we've got lots to cover. For this episode, I'll be talking about five ways on how to become more likable. It seems like it's a trait we're all going to need to connect with people um, who come and go in our lives, and I like to help. Interested? Stick around because we're just getting started. Now before we go into the episode, I'd just like to say that this has been brought to you by Audible. With Audible, you can get a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice when you visit www.audibletrial.com slash miss. I've started listening to God is Disappointed in You by Mark Russell and Shannon Wheeler. And oh my gosh, it's a humorous take on biblical stories with an added modern twist. I've read this book before. Well, not really read it, but I've listened to the audiobook before and I'm re-listening to it again because it's just that good. If you're looking for a bit of a laugh and not at all offended by the littlest of things, go ahead and check it out on Audible. Again, to get your free book and 30-day trial, visit www.audibletrial.com slash theindymiss and just have a kick-ass time. The link is also listed in the description, so check them out to get your free audiobook today. One of the greatest feelings in the world is knowing that someone likes you, but are you likable? It doesn't matter if it's your crush, your boss, and your friend, or your favorite barista. It's possible that these three words are some of the most powerful in the English language. Are you ready? I like you. Okay, okay, okay. I love you is pretty good too, but I like you precedes I love you. In that way, like is kind of the appetizer of love. And no one loves appetizers more than me. <laughs> there is some fascinating science around likability that I want to help teach you. And being likable is not a nice to have, it's a need to have. So there's no doubt about it, okay? Highly likable people have more. They have more friends, they land more deals, they get more dates. When an exceptionally likable person walks into a room, people want to know them. Highly likable people are more charismatic and influential too. Basically, highly likable people are superheroes, and I think you can be one too. In case you don't believe me, here's some science for you. So, the Australia Journal of Psychology found that likable people are more likely to keep their jobs, not due to technical skills, okay, not due to talent, but due to likability. Why is that? It's because likable people are easier to work with, are great on teams, and get people to work with them seamlessly. In fact, a study by TalentSmart of more than 1 million people found that people who are highly likable outperform those who aren't. Here's what John Kinnell has to say about it. Likeability is the greatest predictor of popularity and social acceptance in a group of adults. 
more important than wealth, status, or physical attractiveness. It's time to make likability a priority, and I'm going to tell you how. Step number one, use signaling. Okay, here's something crazy. In the last seven days, more than 3,400 people searched how to know if people like me on Google. I'm not even kidding. Look it up. It's there. Even more searched for how to know if a guy likes me, followed by how to know if a girl likes me. We're constantly trying to gauge if people like us, and it's not easy to know. You know why? We try to hide it. This phenomenon is called signal amplification bias, or SAB. People tend to think their social cues are obvious, but in fact, they aren't. Research has also found that we are so afraid of rejection that we hide our feelings of liking. In other words, we're so afraid people won't like us back that we don't show we like them at all. It's that fear of rejection everyone has that's keeping us from actually being likable ourselves. This creates a terrible loop, as I explained. You hide your feelings of like. Okay, and then, so they hide their feelings of like, and then no one knows if anyone likes them. And that just repeats. This is why thousands of people are searching Google for likability tips. Let's stop the liking loop madness, okay? Remember when you were little and you met a new friend at camp? If you liked them, you were very direct. I remember having a new friend say to me, I like you, let's be friends. Um, easiest friendship ever, right? Now as adults, we try to play it cool. This happens professionally, romantically, and even with new friends. Researcher Monica Moore found that even when we think we're being obvious, we're not. For example, how many direct glances does a woman have to make before her intended will approach her? Is it two, five, nine, thirteen, more? Well, the answer is thirteen. Yeah. It's been proven by science. It's been researched, it's been surveyed. It takes 13 glances. Now, I don't know about you, but my friend looks at a guy once, maybe twice, and if he doesn't come over, she assumes he doesn't like her. Now, when we don't use signaling, we are missing opportunities for mutual like. If you don't signal likeability enough, people will assume you don't like them and then they will have trouble liking you. Because let's face it, we like people who like us back, right? So the bottom line is that you think people know you when you like them, but they don't. Here's why that's important. That brings us also to the second point, which is that we like people who like us. Here's the simplest, most powerful tip I can give you on likability. It completely changed every interaction I have. If you like more people, more people will like you. Yeah, humans are funny. The moment we know someone likes us, we like them more too. Why? Well, we know for one thing that there's no risk of social rejection. He or she already likes you. If we know they like us, we don't have any risk in liking them back. And subconsciously, if someone likes us, we think, hey, they must have great taste. Let's just admit that. In Vanessa Van Edwards' book, Captivate, she shares a study that looked at popular kids in high school. What do you think made the most popular kids popular? The most liked students also liked the most other people. The most popular kids weren't afraid to say hello to people in the hallways, smile first, and be clear with their social signaling. Bottom line, 
Like more people, and more people will like you. Step number three, use the similarity attraction effect. Let me tell you a quick story, okay? This story is about a friend, I'm not gonna name him, who emailed me a few months back with an idea. To give you a little background on the guy, he works for a sporting events company selling raffle tickets to gamegoers. In his job, he usually sets up uh, a table for fans to purchase tickets before the game, during halftime and after the game. Here's what he wrote to me. Hey Via, I hope this message finds you well. I had a quick question for you. As you know, in my current job, I sell raffle tickets. Typically, while at games, I will wear traditional business attire in the color of the home team. However, I have been beginning to wonder if it's not only impractical to wear a shirt and tie, but for the purpose of selling raffle tickets, if it's ineffective to wear such a garb. Given your knowledge in the power of body language, thanks, <laughs> I was wondering if you would be willing to impart any advice as to the type of outfit that is likely to elicit a positive response. With the exception of a straight-up clown suit, I am willing to make the necessary fashion changes to raise more money for charity. Thanks. Okay, you don't have to worry, I didn't give him, or like I didn't have him wear a clown suit, but he was onto something. He was actually tapping into the idea called the similarity attraction effect. What does that mean? It simply means we like people who are like us. So for the second point, we like people who like us. But for this third step, we like people who are like us or similar to us. I know that the cliche says that opposites attract, but when it comes to instant likability, we tend to like people who have similar values to us, similar interests to us, and look more like us. In one study, researchers found that we help strangers who are dressed more like us. For example, if you are dressed in jeans and a t-shirt and another person is wearing the same items and they ask to borrow a, like a dollar for the subway, we are more likely to help them than someone dressed in a business suit asking for the same favor. So, I told my friend to dress as close to his ideal raffle buyer as possible and to track his numbers to see if it made a difference in his success rate. Well, a few weeks later, he told me that this greatly affected his sales. Instead of showing up in a business suit, he now wears team apparel at every single game. He looks more like the fans he's selling to, and this made them like him more. So, how can we use the similarity attraction effect to be more likable? Easy. You just highlight your similarities. Step number four, highlight similarities. When you first meet someone, you constantly should be on the lookout for similarities. Are you both drinking the same red wine? Do you both know the host from work? Do you both love, I don't know, Asian food? Or yet your first few conversational topics define mutual likes and dislikes. Then once you find a similarity, don't let it pass you by. So here are some examples. They think cilantro tastes like soap because it does. Share in the grossness with them and double down on that disgusting green herb by saying, oh yeah, cilantro is like the silent food color. I am totally on the same page. Another example would be when you overhear someone mention that they're addicted to the new Netflix show. 
whatever that is, pipe in with your favorite scenes. Another example, someone's brave enough to mention that something makes them nervous, stressed, afraid. Don't let them be alone. Take them aside and tell them you have felt exactly the same way. Finally, you want to extend those similarities by using the similarity as a conversational diving board. If you both love watching soccer, ask if they ever have played. If they are big into hiking, ask for their favorite trail. You even could go a step further by asking them to go on a hike together. This builds on the similarity attraction effect and creates rapport with the other person. Bottom line, we like people who are like us. So get real in what you love and highlight that love in other people. The final step is be the real deal. I want you to highlight similarities, but these have to be real similarities, okay? The absolute worst thing in the world is pretending to like something you don't, pretending to be something you are not or sucking up. Research from UCLA had participants rate more than 500 adjectives based on their significance to likability. The top-rated adjectives had nothing to do with being extroverted, smart, or attractive, which are stereotypes of likability. Instead, the top adjectives were sincerity, transparency, and capacity for understanding. If you are the real deal, people will be more real with you in turn. Just know who you are. Being the real deal means having opinions, hobbies, and values and sticking to them. Don't keep conforming to what the other person likes just because you want to be likable yourself, okay? Make it a priority to find passions you love. Read more books and strengthen your perspectives. Here's a bonus tip. Like yourself. As I was writing the script for this podcast, I realized that the biggest challenge we face in likability is internal, not external. And I should know. I still have those feelings. If you don't like ourselves, it's hard for others to like us. People pick up on self-hate, low self-esteem, and fear. I have gotten over that last one, but you know, everything else is a work in progress. If you feel that you don't truly like yourself, I'd say your first step is working on who you are and loving yourself for it. You're awesome. Others need to know you too. If you've made it this far into the episode, don't worry, we're done with it. Thank you for sticking around. I really enjoy, you know, imparting what I know. I'm sharing my knowledge with you guys and just giving tips, helping you live your best life. I'd really like to say thank you to everybody, to you guys, who've always supported me from the very beginning, especially those who've been on board since my first like five episodes or something. And I've been getting, you know, I've been getting great feedback and helpful tips from some of you, and I couldn't be more appreciative of that. Again, if there's any topic you'd like me to cover, just send me a message. On any of my social media accounts listed in the description or send me an email at contact at i hope you guys have an awesome day ahead and until the next one don't worry i won't keep you waiting ciao